from BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio. This is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Amy Nolte is a jazz singer and pianist visiting from L.A., where she shines in the gigging scene as both a solo artist and the leader of a trio. While she's primarily a jazz player, she brings her chops to music of all kinds. Amy knows more than a thousand songs and can play them at the drop of a hat. Some of those songs have been captured in a growing catalog of recordings that have been called deeply personal, captivating works of art. In 2016, Amy started her YouTube channel, Amy Nolte Music, where she shares music and music conversation with a large and growing family of subscribers and fans. There in cyberspace, she teaches things like harmony arranging, talks about advanced jazz piano techniques, and even some beginning and vocal skills. Her visit to us on Highway 89 marks the release of a new upcoming album, Looking for the Answers. She says she wants to create something that capitalizes on her jazz background but sees no limits and stretches to include all flavors of music. We'll talk with Amy all about it today, but we'll say right here that the journey toward the recording began, perhaps, with the song you're about to hear, The Loveliest Girl. Released as a single, introduced Amy's audience to the sound that would characterize the new album. It's accompanied by woodwinds on the recording. Today, Amy will play it on the piano. As a prelude to the upcoming moments of rich conversation on today's episode of Highway 89, here's Amy Nolte live with the loveliest girl. Casting shadows under my nose And the sun was running his fingers through my hair To make it glow And I looked at him and said I wanted to know what he was thinking about So he told me this story Journey into space 
I expected I would die a hundred years from now On the dark side of a desolate moon with nobody around Imagine my surprise When I went into her eyes and down her nose Across her lips, across her toes, across her hips And she was so The Loveliest Girl. We're listening to live performance from Amy Nolte in Studio 6 today. I think of that movie called Eat, Pray, Love. Amy, for you, it's Sing, Play, Write. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I could also add Mm -hmm. video, collaborate, and a whole bunch of other stuff to that list. It seems you do so much. But I'm wondering, you do a lot of gigs where you have people in close proximity. That's true. And probably even saying, can you play... Such and such, yeah, you sometimes. know, and, and uh, I hope they tip you well if, if you do play it. But when you're doing a video, which you also do very well, are you just picturing the same audience just being there even though they're not? Because it all seems to, to flow and feel very communicative. That's a good question. I think I like to, to just consider what people might like to listen to or hear or learn and try to please them. I guess my my mom always said I was a pleaser. So I, <laughs> I guess I, I think about who my audience is and at different times, it's different audiences. At, at gigs, sometimes it might be older people. It might be uh, people from a certain culture or a walk of life. And I always try to... Uh, yeah, to make them happy, I guess. Hey, there's an advantage to knowing how to do that as a performer. You also feel equally comfortable. I've seen video clips with you talking to just really great, great skilled performers, but also beginners and sort of saying, play this chart. Let's uh, let's talk about it. You seem to have a really good way of relating both to the experts and the beginners. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it comes a little bit from maybe from being a mom. You know, my kids are beginners at lots of things, so and they have been for years. So maybe, I don't know, sometimes people joke that I'm the jazz mom, but <laughs> maybe that helps a little bit. The jazz mom means you're just improvising. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true, always. Were you surprised by the connection? That song, The Loveliest Girl, I mentioned in the intro that that kind of helped you connect originally. Were you surprised by when you posted that and the connections that song made to people? I was happy about about those. When I first discovered this song, it was a recording by my friend Matt Clark. So he he wrote it, mm. and and I just fell in love with the story of the song mostly. So 
I wanted to share that story the best way I could think of. It has and so many lines, like the sun running his fingers through my hair. Isn't and that gorgeous? I thought, what, a, what a way to image that and turning it gold. Yeah, I just love it. And, and the idea that you don't even, you don't even know what, what he's talking about until, until he says, all the other sunbeams, we were all the same. Oh my gosh, he's a sunbeam. Here we go. <laughs> Time for more music. Tell us about the going from golden sunlight to falling snow. Sure. Falling Snow is a melody and, and chords that came to me fairly quickly, uh, just just one night, as, as they, they do on occasion. And then it took me a really long time to think of a lyric. I tried and tried different ideas, but uh, nothing really came to me until my oldest son, Miles, went away to college last fall. And then when I thought, well, maybe this could be about that, and mm. then it just, that came as well. Those lyrics came as fast as the melody and chords did. So. This is going to be fun to hear, having that little setup of what set you on this. Let's go ahead and have you take your place. We'll hear more from Amy Nolte in a minute, conversation-wise. But here she is at the piano and singing one of her own compositions. This is Falling Snow.
felt to hold your tiny hand and button up your coat on winter days. The wonder in your brown eyes as we looked for falling stars. The thrill we felt while watching passing trains. And even though you're gone, I feel the same, my boy. My miles, my boy. But seasons have to change. Stars will fall and trains will pass, and little boys grow up and then they go. I'll never understand how time can fill our footprints just as softly as the gently falling snow. Falling snow. I'm getting all nostalgic here sitting in Studio 6, live as always on Highway 89. We're featuring today, what a talent, Amy Nolte. She's playing, she's singing, and she wrote the piece as well. Amy, let's talk just a little bit about your influences. There's a fun part of your website called Amy and that oh, yeah. features videos <laughs> of you performing and talking about songs with uh, some of the world's great artists, including There We See You, Straightening the Tie of Sinatra. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> those, uh, those are all my, my web designer, Marco. Uh-huh. He just had this idea that no matter who I talked about in my videos, he would Photoshop some crazy picture of me with those people. Which is brilliant, <laughs> which is brilliant, because that's what you're doing. You're working with them and their work. So you always seem to be learning from the greats. Who are some artists you keep going back to, and what is it that you get from them and what they did? Well, let's see. I have several videos about uh, Bill Evans. Mm-hmm. He was one of my, my great influences. I I got this little uh, freelance job back in, oh, 2000, 2001, transcribing his music. Wow. Yeah, That's a way to get a peek inside. It really was. So people would just kind of write to me and ask me for specific recordings. So for instance, he, he recorded People, you know, Barbara Streisand yeah. made famous. It's just this wonderful um, solo piano arrangement that took me weeks and weeks to do. And now that I, I have this channel, it's so fun because I can I can dive into all of his intricate voicings, his note choice and his rhythms and um, the way that he sets a melody and tell people, you know, we can just look right at my transcription and say, look what he did here. That's super fun to me. So I do have, I have several <laughs> Bill Evans videos. He's one of my favorites. When did you know that you could sing and play? Because <laughs> there are great singers and great players who don't do both. That's true. I started with piano lessons when I was five. And I remember that the songs in my little beginner books all had lyrics mm. to them. And Papa Haydn's dead and gone, but his... Yes, 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 yeah, stuff like that. Those. I just love to peck the keys on my old typewriter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I would always 
I started singing them to my teacher, actually. Uh -huh. And she said, well, that's great that you're singing. And how about we have a rule? First you play them, and, and then you can show me how you sing. <laughs> so I think from the time I was five, that's what I wanted wow. to do. And when did you figure out that you fit jazz so well, the sound of your voice, and what drew you there? I was starting high school, I think, or maybe a little bit before that, when I when I heard somebody improvise for the first time. And, and then, I, then I joined the jazz band, and had this epiphany that, oh my gosh, I was playing a uh, fourth trumpet. There were eight bars that said it was the fourth trumpet solo. <laughs> and I said, I can make up whatever I want for these eight bars. You've got to be kidding me. And that was kind of it. Like, it was a chance to make up something and, mm. and to be able to change it every time. Who knew the fourth trumpet would get a solo? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it's always the second trumpet, third trumpet, uh -huh. rarely the first because their lips are, are gone oh, by that point. From... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little tidbit to learn. Uh, one more quick question before we're back to music. We could talk about the amazing artists who appear in your videos, and you've played with them on stage. Is there some experience that you remember having in front of the camera at Amy Nolte Music? that inspired and educated you? There's so many. I did have a nice a nice exchange with one of my great influences, Rebecca Kilgore. I, I saw that she was coming to town. I, I just saw it in an email notification I got, and I decided to write to her and tell her that, you know, I love her voice. And, and I said, if you wouldn't mind, you know, you could be on my YouTube channel. You could come over and we could sing and play together. And, and she actually wrote me back and said, okay, and could you give me a ride from the airport? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and then and then the two of us just sat at my piano for over an hour. We actually live streamed it. But just what a pleasure to get to meet one of my heroes like that and, and just sit at a piano like we were lifelong friends. And now I feel like we are, but I learned a lot from her on that exchange. It's a fun one to watch. <laughs> That's great. Well, we mentioned you have an album coming up, Looking for the Answers. We're going to hear that title cut right now. Tell me about this. This was actually an idea that I had. I was thinking about... The Wizard of Oz. As, uh, as one does. As one, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the idea that Dorothy thought that she hated home and she wanted to go somewhere. So, you know, in, in a dream, uh, she went over the rainbow and learned all sorts of things. But in the end, she came back to the idea that there's no place like home. And, mm. and I think she says that she realized that everything she was looking for was right in her own backyard. And that, that's always hit me hard. And I, with this album, I feel like I am looking for answers in a way because I, I read this quote by one of my favorite pianists, Eric Reed, where he was talking about what genre you, sometimes you feel like you're stuck in. And he said he likes to tell his students, if it feels good and it's what you're passionate about, just go for it. And I thought, you know, even a song that maybe typically wouldn't be considered jazz, maybe I'll just go for it on this album and, and do what I want to do with mm. it. And in that way, I'm looking for answers. But, but also this song is more a, a reference to uh, all the Dorothys out there who might think that they need to go somewhere else, but really what they need was what they knew all along. Uh, we're going to hear this before you can click your heels three times. We'll be on to Looking for the Answers. This is title song from upcoming album from Amy Nolte.
Wake up from your dreams, come on your sleepy head, and finish what you started here. Do not be afraid, I'm here to take your hand, and I can see the end so clear. Why do you always go looking for the answers? So far from where you started, away from what you know. And when you decide to go back to the beginning, you know I'll be there. You know I'll be there.
Looking for the answers. We're listening to Amy Nolte live in Studio 6. This is Highway 89, and it is always live. And what a pleasure to be here in the room, here. Amy singing. What a beautiful, sultry voice. It just fits the style so well. And we mentioned earlier that you could rattle off about a thousand songs just out of your head, which is good because I just accidentally flipped the order of the songs <laughs> that they were supposed to be. You just went with it. You must do jazz or something <laughs> yeah, I guess like so. that. You have two previous albums before the new one that we've been talking about. Tell me about each of them, how they're different, and how you know when it's time to do a new one. Because you're not just pumping them out. You're busy doing other stuff, but it seems like you pause and put one out when you really mean it. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, songwriting doesn't come quickly for me. Most of the time, I can't ever predict when it's going to happen. Like I said, this last one, it, it just kind of came, but, mm -hmm. but that maybe happens once a year. So, <laughs> so I, it's kind of like when I, when I put enough things together in my head that I, I feel form, you know, some nice story, some, something to say, and then it's time. The first one was in 2005, I think. And that's you, piano vocal, is that? It's a quartet. Um, oh, okay. And, and sometimes with uh, strings and other percussion. But I, I played with my wonderful uh, bandmates from BYU on that album. Uh, I played with uh, Joshua Payne and, and Jeffrey Rayback and Mitch Lee. And those are all originals of mine. So that was my... Not bad sidemen. Oh my gosh! It was uh, it was my first endeavor to to show anybody ever what I wrote. Yeah. So that one's special to me. And then you did another one that it was a collaboration. That's right. I had this guitar player named uh, Hideaki Toganaga, who is one of my great friends, and he and I had been playing this gig together for a long time in L.A. So he knew my tunes, and he had written some tunes, and I knew them. And and he said, <laughs> why don't we just uh, record an album uh, with just the two of us and that was such a great experience. We actually called it Just Us. Mm. With so many songs that you could play, I mean, how do you get that many songs just in your head? Is it just from playing so many gigs and just always learning something new until it just sticks in there? In some ways, yes, but I think, I think most songs are in my mental repertoire because, because of listening to people over the years, listening mm. to albums, listening to the radio. I, I've had this ability since I was young to be able to regurgitate whatever I, whatever I hear. So if somebody asks me if I know a song, first I have to think of, think of how it sounds and, and then I can usually, you can usually play it if I've heard it enough times. That's a pretty cool party trick. It is. A good, it's, yeah, sometimes. Stump it, Amy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that has been a game in the past. <laughs> sometimes I fail. So uh, tell me about I've Gotta Get. That's our next piece coming up. I've Gotta Get. It was a rare thing for me that I, I was just driving one day. That's not rare. But the rare thing was I just had this, uh, this rhythmic idea come to me and, uh, and it was um, kind of like a hemiola. I just sang it all the way home, and then I thought, I gotta turn this into something. And and actually, I drew from one of my great influences, Donald Fagan, in writing this song. I I kind of thought, what might Donald Fagan, if he looked at my album cover, mm -hmm. saw that I was looking for answers, like what's something that he might have come up with? So I, I kind of looked to that Steely Dan influence and came up with the rest of the song, and, and I like it. It's, when you see the album cover, you'll, you'll understand a little more, I think. We're going to hear I've Got to Get, our guest in studio, Amy Nolte, singer, songwriter, and player.
I've got to get playing with triples and doubles and playing with my mind. Actually, we're listening to Amy Nolte playing and performing live here in Studio 6. This is Highway 89. Amy, we've got time for one more. Oh, that's I, good. We, let's squeeze this in. But is this the standard, the old standard I'm thinking of? It is. Yeah, Bye Bye Blackbird. So how come you want to play this? This is actually one of the very most exciting things about my album. Well, I've been playing Bye Bye Blackbird for years, and, and a lot of times when I travel to places and I have to play with people I've never played with before, I usually like to get to know the bass player early on in the concert and, and I ask he or she to do a duet with me. Mm. And, and the one that I usually choose is Bye Bye Blackbird. I think it's uh, a song where I can be really free. Maybe the coolest thing that's come out of my YouTube channel is that I made this video Almost two years ago now, it's called The Day I Put Away My Real Books, I think. And this video is a result of a clinic that I heard when I was attending BYU, maybe back in 1998. John Clayton and Jeff Hamilton came to town, the wonderful jazz bass player and drummer. And they gave us this clinic at BYU about kind of stepping away from what we call our fake books or real mm, books in, yeah. the, in the jazz world. They're like books that contain the chords and lyrics and melodies to countless songs from the American Songbook. And John Clayton taught that, that we ought to get rid of those a little bit and try to learn from the recordings. Mm. So if you, if you want to learn a Miles Davis song, listen to the recording as many times as you can and, and then learn it and don't, don't ever look at the music. So he changed me completely then. And I, I changed the way that I learned that I learned tunes. I made a video about this, and then the coolest thing happened. I, I went to a club in L.A. to listen to John Clayton and Jeff Hamilton play just shortly after I made the video, and I went to introduce myself to John Clayton afterward, and he just looked at me and said, I saw your video. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. And a few months after that, he showed up at one of my gigs, just came with his wife to hear me play. That was like one of the most exciting moments for me ever. And, and so I got to know them. And when I was putting this album together, he had given me his phone number. And I, I just kind of kept it in my back pocket for about a year, thinking, what will I ever do with this? And I thought, he gave it to me. He must want to do something. Yeah. So I, I called him up and, and said, would you play one track on my album with me? And he said, absolutely. And he actually said, I'm on Amy's team. Let's do it. <laughs> So the real question, when you went to see him, mm -hmm. was he using the fake book? Oh, never. Are you <laughs> okay. kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're at Amy's team, too, now that we've heard this. So uh, what a great story. We're going to hear Bye Bye Blackbird. Sweet and so is he Bye bye blackbird No one here can love or understand me Oh what hard luck stories they all hand me Make my bed and light the light I'm coming home so late tonight Bye-bye, 
Blackbird. We just heard Amy Nolte singing and playing and taking the solo, actually, with a scatting. Amy, because you have about a thousand songs in your hat, do you have a favorite encore? Because we want more. Whoa. Do you have a one or two that you think, yeah, I kind of saved these for when people want one? Or do you have something like that? Sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's pull one out. Okay. Do you want to surprise us? Sure, why not? Okay, maybe you're surprising yourself. Thank you. Amy Dalty is our artist singing and playing in Studio 6 today on Highway 89. Beautiful combination of how her voice fits together with this style and, and her own piano style. Just the nearness of you 
Not a bad rabbit to pull out of your hat. That's the nearness of you. Great Hoagie Carmichael song sung by Ella, sung by Mr. Louis Armstrong. Lots of folks through the years. And we are so glad that we have the Amy Nolte version of that classic. What a pleasure to have Amy Nolte with us today on Highway 89. She's a vocalist, a pianist, a songwriter. You've certainly experienced some of that today as you've listened. And you can find her online at amynolte.com. That's A-I-N. M-E-E-N-O-L-T-E. 
And you can join her large and growing family of YouTube subscribers by searching Amy Nolte Music. There's always something to blow your musical mind on her channel. If you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the beginning, listen again, or share it with a friend, you can do that. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our videographer is Marin Del Rio. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.